I'm talking about the B attitudes. Amen. The attitude that you must be. The attitude that you must be. Not the attitude that you must have. Get the difference. I'm speaking English. The attitude that you must be. Not the attitude that you must have. You can have something without being that thing. I know many people who have gone to school and they have certificates. But when you speak to them, you know that they don't have any sense in their head. Have you met somebody like that before? <laughs> in the work that I do, when a client calls me and says, I need somebody, one of the questions I ask is that, what type of person? And I have a few clients, they will tell you that I need common sense. Because they said that these days certificates doesn't show common sense. People have the certificate, but they are not what the certificate says they are. Have you not seen a woman who has gone to sign the marriage certificate and you expect that she will behave like a married woman, but she doesn't behave like a married woman? The fact that you have a marriage certificate doesn't mean you are a married woman or a man. There are certain things that when you do, it shows that you are married. Certificate doesn't mean marriage. So I'm not talking about attitudes that you must have, but I'm talking about attitudes that you must be. Before Jesus began speaking on these subjects, or before Jesus even came on the scene, the rabbis who were around at the time only spoke the law. The law of Moses. That's what they taught. And the law of Moses says that if somebody slaps you, what do you do? Give back equal measure. So I remember when I was in primary school. Recently, my primary school people formed a platform. And then I joined the platform. And then when I joined the platform, one of them said, Hey! Are you a pastor? I was very shocked that they asked me that question because I thought I thought that I've been a Christian since I was a child. Then they said that. Do you remember when you were suspended? I said, "Me suspended, class five. How can I be suspended? Have you seen a class five child who has been suspended from school before?" If a class 5 child is suspended from school, then that child is a very bad child. So I said, no, I don't remember. Then the young man said, let me remind you. I said, you are a devil. How do you remind me of my evil? Then he mentioned one or two names and I remembered that is true. I was very very surprised that I was that bad look I think at the time I was operating by the law of Moses you cut me I must cut you mm. no I, I it's very difficult for me to let you go like that you knock me I must knock you for you to feel the knock more than what I felt back in the days class 5 class 6 I was 10 years, 11 years 
10 year old gangster so we went for worship 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 we have gone to sing gospel songs hymns they have preached to us we are going back to the class we are all carrying our chairs and somebody mistakenly hits me with a chair And the person didn't say sorry. So I said that. This sorry that you didn't say. I will take my sorry. So I carried the chair. Followed this lady. And it was a lady. Can you imagine? Father, I thank you. That's why I can dance. Because where he came. To pull me from. If you had met me there, you would have passed like this. But he came all the way to that dungeon to pull me in that gutter. Hey! With the chair, I located a wall and found her head and jammed the head and the chair to the wall. And my head teacher said that this guy is demon possessed. He must go home. He will write his final exams from home in primary school. This thing happens in secondary school. But my mother was an educational director, so she had to push one or two things, and I came back into the system. So, at the time before Jesus Christ came, this was the law that was operating. If somebody messes you up, you mess the person up. Some of us, we are still operating in that law. What can one make a five? If you touch me, I will touch you and make sure you feel I have touched you. If you step on my toe, I will speak my mind for you to hear my mind very well. Meanwhile, your mind is also dirty. So what are you going to speak for us to hear? So these were the laws that the rabbis and the teachers, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were preaching and teaching before Jesus came around. You can check that in um, Exodus 21, 12 to 26. I'm not going to read it because of time. So Jesus comes to the scene with a new and a better dimension which talks of blessings, talks of happiness, and talks of relationship. All the time, these people were not talking relationship. There was nothing about relationship. If you want to be with God, just do follow these rules and follow these laws and you'll be fine. Jesus comes and says that, no, a new law I bring, a new dispensation I release to you, a new thing I'm coming to teach you. So he talks about Christianity being a relationship and not a religion. And then he goes on to say that, this doctrine that I'm bringing you is the doctrine which says that before doing or before acting the Christian act, there is the being of Christianity. So before doing what Christians do, you must be a Christian. So what he's saying is that don't only preach, but practice what you are preaching. Don't only go around telling people, but do what you are telling them. So that even if they are not hearing you, 
by what they see from you, they can follow and serve God. Are you understanding me? So Jesus comes and says that all the things that Moses has said, I am not coming to pull it down, but I'm even bringing you a better one. So if somebody gives you a left, turn the right and let them hammer it. If somebody takes your shirt, add your coat. If somebody offends you, forgive. So he came with these new laws that when they punch you, don't punch back. Let them punch a second time. He is the one who said that, how many times do you forgive? 70 times 7. For every sin, on a daily basis. (laughs) So, if you lie to me today, is sin number one. For that particular one, I must forgive you 70 times 7 times today. If you don't hit the 70 times 7 today, and we enter tomorrow, it's a new sheet that we are starting. So, if you lie to me tomorrow, I cannot say that, yesterday you lied to me and I forgave you. No, 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 it doesn't count again. Today is a new day. But with Moses, you pile it up. And then you give an equal measure. So Jesus said, you must be before you begin to do. Don't just be walking around doing. So become what you are telling us to do. Because without being, the doing becomes hypocritical or pretentious. So he starts by saying, if you want happiness, Matthew chapter 5 verse 5. If you want happiness or you want to be blessed. He says, happy are those, or blessed are the humble or the meek. For they shall inherit inherit the earth. Blessed or happy or to be envied, to be admired. If you want to be envied, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be happy, if you want to be honorable, if you want to stand in a better place in this world and on this earth, he says that blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, blessed are the humble, blessed are the lowly, blessed are the modest, blessed are the meek. Not the people who are always, I know my right. Blessed are the meek. Happy or blessed are the humble, for they shall inherit the earth. A humble person, I said, is truthful about his position that God has placed him. That's a humble person. A humble person is one who is truthful about the position God has placed him. And the underlying factor here is God. You are truthful about the position God has placed you. You first know that whichever position they occupy, it was God-given. Whatever position you occupy is God-given. Whether you occupy the position of a husband, you occupy the position of a wife, you occupy the position of a CEO, you occupy the position of a son, whichever position you occupy, it has been given by God. And a humble person is truthful to accept that fact that the position I occupy is not something I got by my connection. It's not something I got by my certificate. It's not something I got by my beauty. I got it because God gave it to me. 
And so it makes you behave as if you understand that God gave it to you. If you don't accept the fact that God gave it to you, that is when you begin to operate anyhow. That's why when, when some husbands are talking to their wives, they can say things like, you are lucky that I have married you. They have forgotten that actually it's God who gave them the opportunity to be husbands. They have actually forgotten that God placed them there. They feel that it is their own power. And the fact that they are male. Go and see how many males are not husbands and fathers. They, the fact, look, the fact that you can be with a woman and impregnate her doesn't make you a father. Neither does it make you a husband. So when God makes you one, you must understand that it is God who has placed you there. And so you operate in that position as if you know that it's God who put you there. That is what meekness does. That's what humility does. Humility makes you accept the truth that the position I occupy is God that gave it to me. And so whatever I have to do, I have to do it with God in mind. So are you a CEO? God put you there. So you cannot say that I'm employing you, I'm giving you a job. But before I give you the job, this is my lap. Sit on it. You want the job? Yes, I do. You have the job? Yes, I do. This is your table, your chair, your laptop. That's your car in the car park. This is your letter. This is your bank account. This is everything. But between here and here is here. Don't do anything. Just sit. The only reason why a chief executive officer would operate in this foolish way is because in his mind he put himself on the chair that he occupies he doesn't understand that there is a god who sits up there and has the control of the affairs of men and today he can determine that that chair that i gave you i am moving it from your bottles and you can't say anything meekness and humility will make you understand it meekness and humility will make a wife understand that there are many women who could have become wives but God chose me and gave me this man that I will become his helper so when the man calls for help it's not the time that you say that don't you know the kitchen don't you also know the kitchen the food is in the microwave go and deal with it eh? we have all come back from work we are tired hey when you were begging God that give me a husband, you said that, Father, I am willing to help the man. I am the helpmate of the man. I'm going to serve the man. I'm going to support the man. I'm going to stand with the man. The vision they have given to the man, I am going to support the man in that vision. Now the man comes and says, God has called me to the ministry. I'm supposed to be a missionary. I'm supposed to go and serve him in, in, in Mankesim. Then you said, hey, God rebuked you, Satan. 
when I was coming into the marriage, I was not told that Mankesim was part of the destination. Now suddenly you have forgotten all the prayers that you prayed. You have actually forgotten that the reason why God gave you a husband is because of the prayer you prayed that I am willing to support the vision that you will give to him. So then the man calls and the woman is like, hey, 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 Charlie, we have all gone to school. We all have certificates. We all have this. We all have that. You have forgotten so quickly that God placed you in that position for a purpose and you are supposed to deliver that assignment. Are you understanding me? Humility or meekness will make you understand that this position that I occupy, God gave it to me. Look, I don't trivialize the position that God has given me in this church. Never. The fact that God called me to start the church does not mean that he cannot call another person to continue. Did God not call Moses? God called Moses. God called And God knew Moses was going to fail. And God knew the plan that he had for Moses. And yet he still called him. So don't say that if God knew I was going to fail, he would not have called me. He called me. Called Moses. When Moses failed, changed him quickly. He called Elijah. When Elijah began to fail, said, go and anoint this one in your place. He called Saul. When Saul began to misbehave, David, take over. So don't think that once you sit on the chair, once God has called you, you can continue quoting that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. It's not the same God who called Moses. Not the same God who called Elijah. Not the same God who called Saul. What are you talking about? Even Jesus, when his time came to go, he had to go. For the Holy Ghost to be released. God always has a backup. He has replacements. So continue joking. With the chair he has given you. He will replace you, you'll be shocked. You will stand there and see somebody running the race that you were running and running it better. Do you know that eventually, eventually, Moses entered the promised land, but he entered it as a ghost. He entered the promised land as a spirit on the Mount of Transfiguration. He entered the promised land, but not as the person God called. So I am sure when he came, he looked around and said that, wow, this is the place that I was going to lead the people to. This is what would have happened. And that's what can happen to you. You will sit down and see because of your pride and your big man or big woman self, God will replace you and you would sit down and watch somebody running the race that you were supposed to be running. Somebody is running it and you'll be crying. I've seen it before. I'm just whetting your appetite for the message. I've not even started preaching it. So you will know that whichever position you occupy was given by God, not man or connection. So your lifestyle must reflect it. And when I talk about meekness, I'm not talking about weakness. Meekness and weakness, they are not the same. The fact that the person is meek does not mean the person is weak. Actually, in the Greek New Testament, it says that weakness or meekness in the Greek term is praus, P-R-A-U-S. P-R-A-U-S 
means strength that is brought under control. Strength that is brought under control. So the meekness that this Bible or this verse is talking about is not weakness, is not dormant, is not foolishness, but you have position, you have power, you have strength, you have authority, but you have brought it under control. So I have authority to say that sit on my lap before I give you the job, but I bring it under control. I have authority to say that if you misbehave, I won't give you money as my wife, but I can put it under control. I have authority to say that as the pastor, from today, I will not allow you to do this or that or this or that, but I bring it under control. I have authority to say that because you have done this to me, I will not allow you to do A, B, or C, but you bring it under control. As a wife, you have the power to say that me, I will not allow you to have sex with me, but because of meekness you bring that power under control and say that in spite of the mistakes that you have made i am still your wife i am supposed to stand by you as a husband you can stand yourself and say that because you did not submit i will not love you but because of prowess because of meekness you will say that even though i have the strength i will bring it under control and do what the bible says That is what the Bible is talking about. That blessed or happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meekness is one of the things that everybody is looking for. Everybody needs meekness. Anybody at all. Look, husbands are looking for meek women to marry. I am not looking for a marriage actor who will fight me every day. I am looking for somebody... Who knows her right? Who has certificate? Who has wisdom? Who has intelligence? But still can say that my position in your life is to be your helper. So I am not coming here to to dictate what you do and how you do it. But to support you in the vision that God has given you. And the wife is also looking for a husband who also not say that I am the head. So whatever I say is final. But even though I am the head, what you have said is wise. So I think that I will take some of what you are saying and add it to mine and we'll make progress. That is meekness. That is meekness. Are you understanding me? So let us occupy the position that God has given us and occupy it because God has given us and occupy it the way God has told us to occupy it. Vashti. Vashti in the book of Esther was having a party in the house or in the palace of a king that married her. In the house that the king gave her, that is where she was having the party. And she was called Queen Vashti because there was a king who married her. And the king calls the the wife, the queen, that come and show your beauty to my visitors. And let's see what is going on in this life. Vashti says, I won't come. She had forgotten. That the reason why you are called queen is because there's a king who married you. The reason why you are called missus is because there's a mister who named you. The reason why you are called Rohite is because there's somebody 
who God spoke to. And then he decided to do the work that God has told him to do. For which reason you are being blessed. So when that same person comes and says that we are going to do evangelism to bring more people. It is, is it the time to say that hey, we, we have come to church or we didn't come to do evangelism. We can, if we had not done evangelism, we had not prayed, we have not gone around to talk to people. Would you have come to sit here to hear the word of God? That now you have gotten yourself into a position when the man even tells you what God is saying we should do. You are saying that may God help us to become meek. I said may God bring us a spirit of meekness and break that spirit of pride and arrogance. Amen. So it's a strength that is brought under control. So Vashti lost it. They sacked her. Then Esther came into the picture. When Queen Esther came, a time came that she also had to make that kind of decision. Let's read Esther chapter 4 verse 8. Go to verse 9. So Hatach returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hatach and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king, who has not been called, he has but one law. Put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Esther at the time had forgotten that she's also a Jew. And that when they begin to kill Jews, she will be affected. She had forgotten that maybe the reason why I have been brought into this kingdom at this time is so that I will help God's people to stabilize so Mordecai had to tell Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, the way I've been calling you these days, give money, help the kingdom, help the ministry, help us build, do this, do that, do this. This is the answer for, your, for all the things that you are thinking. If you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance and let me add supply finances money will arise for the Rohites from another place but you and your father's house will perish yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai Everybody should go on a fast for me. They should all fast and pray. And that I'll go and do this thing that you have called me to do. And finally, if I perish, I perish. If I have to die, I will die. After all, this is why I am in the kingdom. She accepted the fact that God put me here for a purpose. And I have to do what God has put me here to do. Not that I am the queen. Nobody should bother me. If they are killing Jews, do I care? Don't worry. You will care. Because it will hit you. If it doesn't hit you now, it will hit your children. I was telling the first service people that if anybody has future thinking in mind, one of the things that you will support a lot is building of churches. Because of how you struggled to find a good man to marry. 
and how you are struggling to find a good woman to marry. If I were you, I would assist in building churches because the more churches we build, the more souls will be saved and the easier it will be for our children to find the right people to marry, to find the right people to employ, to find the right people to do business with, to find the right friends to walk around with. Look, many people have made a mess of their life because of the friends that they associated with. I know a lot of my friends who messed up because of the friends that they found. And today, they are nowhere to be found because of evil communication and evil association. So if you can help to build something that will hold your children in the future, I would put all my strength, my money, and my resources into it. May you also do that in the name of Jesus. So there's a way in this life that only wise and mature people find and know. It's the way of humility. The way of meekness and gentleness. Humility is not the same as being dormant. I've spoken about it already. It's not the same as being foolish. Rather being accommodating. Humility is long-suffering. And long-suffering will bring you the possessions. Long-suffering. Meekness. Don't just take one, two blows and then say that is enough. Enough is enough. Hold on. Hold on. Every pastor looks for meek people to work with. Every man looks for meek people to marry. Every employer looks for meek people to work with. Look, anytime I'm interviewing people, one of the things I'm looking out for is he or she, I know my right. Because I know my right people, you don't want to deal with them. Everything, I know my right. I know my right. I know my right. But when it comes to my right, you think I should forfeit it. I know my right. As a wife, I know my right. Husband, I know my right. Every time I know my right, please drop your right for now. Drop your right for now. Maybe the reason why you are not getting married is because you know too much of your right. You know too much of your right. You know how to correct the man. You know how to tell him where to be. You know how to direct his life properly. You know your right too much. Maybe the reason why you are not getting employed is because you know your right. Hey, why, why, why is it that 28th, my salary has not come? Look, by 28th, salary must be paid. Why is my salary not coming? Hey, you know your right. Why haven't you brought business to pay your salary? How much business have you brought? That one, your right doesn't count. You don't know your right in that area. So sometimes when people are telling me that, eh, but 28, why is the salary not coming? I ask you that 28, why haven't you brought a contract? If you know your right, me too, I know my right now. So drop your right. Let me also drop my right. Let's work as human beings. Because if you know your right too much, certain things don't work. Look, the reason why some people end up in court, end up in jail, is because they know they are right too much. Sometimes you have to just throw up your hands and say, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Look, there are many times you have, you have infringed against the law by your driving on traffic regulations and things like that. How do you get your way? I'm sorry. Master, I make mistake. Forgive. I know say be the red light I cross him at the back. But there are others too. No, it was not red. It was amber. 
It was amber. It hadn't changed yet. It was, hey. Then they will show you the picture. Now you begin to beg. They will say that, no, 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 no. Let's go to the station. Let's go to... I don't know how to fight for my right on these things. Ah! You can never be right when it comes to the police. There are certain professions you can never be right when you are dealing with them. So don't try to be right. Just say sorry and move on. You Look, they can waste four hours of your time. Five hours of your time. Meanwhile, if you had said sorry, within two minutes you'll be driving. It happened to me about ten years ago and I learned my lesson. Me too, I was not right. But I wanted to show them that man passed man. So the man talks, I also talk. Meanwhile, the private car I was driving, it has yellow number plate. I didn't have money to go and change the number plate to private. It was a taxi and then I sprayed it to private. But I didn't have money to go and change the number plate. So I'm driving it like that. They stopped me. Um, insurance expired. Roadworthy expired. And what else? All the things on the car is expired. Even, even license, it has expired. Instead of just saying, sorry, no, 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 no. I didn't see. It was a mistake. I didn't. Hey. Then the guy said, okay, park. Then the guy was standing there dealing with other cars. Oh, 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 we are sorry. Okay, what do you want to and yes, would Then I'll cut Massa. Massa, change one. So, would you say a mistake? Would you change me back? I was there for about three hours. Then I just, then the guy has my documents too. I just sat in the car. I ran away. Take the documents. That's when I told myself that these people just accept it. Say sorry <laughs> and move on. So now, now that you are coming to negotiate and go, they, 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 no, it's not the best. Every person, every even business people, they are looking for meek people to deal with. That's why the Bible says that blessed or happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Madam, if you want to inherit the earth and you want to be happy, become meek. It's a very simple message I'm preaching this morning. Meekness should become your portion. Meekness should become your friend. Humility should be something that is found in your handbag every time. In your back pocket every time. In your language every time. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It was a mistake. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Let me correct it now. Let me change it right now. It wasn't intentional. Rather than fighting, I know my right. I know my right. Even business people, they are looking for meek people to partner with. Meekness is a rare but seriously needed commodity. Everybody needs it. You want to go far? Become a meek person. You want to inherit this earth? Become meek. You want your business to do well? Become Look, even in business, when certain clients call me and they are insulting me, you think I fight back? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't know it was going like that. I'm very sorry. Hey. No, no, no. You can't talk to me that way. What do you mean? Oh, by the time you finish talking, they have canceled the contract. What do you do? Many people have lost their husbands, wives, contracts, 
businesses just because they couldn't exhibit meekness. May God take pride from our hearts and deflate our pomposity and cause her to become humble and meek so that we can inherit the earth. When your boss is talking to you, immediately your business like, hey, 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 don't talk to me this way. Don't talk to me that way. I am your employee. I'm not your son. So don't talk to me that way. Oh. Is that, is that, is that how to behave? I'm your employee. I'm not your son. Don't talk to me that way. I only came here for a job. I didn't come for your advice. Hey. A man wants to marry you. He's having a discussion with you. No, 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 no. The way you are talking, I don't. Hey, my dear sister. My dear sister. Oh, immediately. As I'm standing with you, I'll start texting the one who showed interest, but I thought she was too cool. I'll text her that. Are you home? I will pass by this evening when I'm coming from work to go and stabilize that foundation because I realize that this one no. I am just about to move to the altar. We are just having an altar discussion. No, 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 no. You are not talking sense. My sister. My sister. Bojidi. Bojomohe. Relax small. Don't know your right too much. And don't speak your mind too much and too quickly. The meek shall inherit the earth. That's what Jesus said. If you want to inherit the earth, and I'm talking about not, not just spiritual inheritance. Oh. I'm talking about financial, physical inheritance. I am fighting some people over some land. But do you know that the people who are with me fighting for the land, they cannot understand why I am slowly dealing with the issue. Sometimes they come to me that this guy, we have to use force. If we don't use force, eh, it, and I, I still know that no. Let's, let's exhaust every possible meek style. Then one policeman who was in the case told me that I am from the north. We have a proverb which says that the fact that the person has delayed in cooking the food doesn't mean you will sleep on a hungry stomach. It only means you will eat late but you will still eat. Are you with me? So don't worry too much. If it is delaying, continue operating in your meekness. Because it's just a matter of time. The food will be on the table and you will eat it. But if you go, by the time you realize, even the food, you have spilled it. And there's nothing to eat. 
May God give us wisdom to understand what I just said. So that you don't spill the food that you are about to eat by the way you fight, by the way you speak, by the way you behave, and by the way you carry yourself. God bless you and thank you very much for coming this morning.